Hello and welcome back to the Beta Talks podcast. This is your host Jagan. We are back after completing the unlockdown series and in today's episode topic is going to be 23.9% GDP contraction. To discuss on this topic and share his valuable insights we have with us Mr. Indranil Pan chief economist of IDFC First Bank. Thank you so much sir for coming and accepting our request. Thank you very much for having me here. Sir I would uh, like to begin by asking you how important is it for India to get back on track as two consecutive quarters of contraction in gdp will make india officially enter into a state of recession now i think uh, we are using this uh, uh, word called recession no doubt and as you rightly said uh, two quarters of negative growth will definitely recession but these are uh, unnatural circumstances and the world over uh, you will have negative growth for almost all the countries of the world Uh, except for maybe china and and that is also sort of clearly pointed out by the imf forecast that we see now what is uh, important for india is to understand that it is not only about the growth that we are clocking it is also about the fact that the pandemic may actually cause certain companies who are say small uh, manufacturers Uh, the risk is that they might actually down their shutters uh, during the pandemic because there is no activity that has that is happening now that is i think one of the more uh, sort of important things for india's growth story and uh, to that extent we really need to be very careful about uh, the push or the policy uh, actions that are needed to safeguard these smallest units of production uh, definitely has a risk of uh, of actually sort of moving out of the production channel now if that happens what really tends to happen in classic economics uh, is uh, the production possibility frontier or the uh, amount of resources that are there in the country and are used efficiently to to produce certain uh, bundles of goods the production possibility frontier actually shifts inward uh, and which means clearly that the potential growth of the economy uh, actually comes down in a very significant way and i think that is one of the most crucial fears that i have uh, for the indian economy at this point in time so while you pointed out that uh, uh, that uh, the turnaround story and how it sort of builds up i think that is that is the essence of the question that you asked me uh, the critical issue is then uh, do we actually grow at 2% when when we come back to the positive territory do we grow at 4% or 5% or do we actually grow at 7% now it's important to also note that even if we grow at 6% and 7% for the next year because of the very low base for the current financial year the critical issue that continues to be asked or that needs to be asked by policy makers and answers needs to be sought is what is the type of sustainability in terms of the growth pattern that india can establish now now just for just for uh, if you step aside and if you sort of look through the post 1991 era when you had the licensing when you had the economy opening up there were phases of very strong growth for the indian economy but in all this growth phases i think one 
element that actually stood out is basically how consumption demand move ahead. Now, one of the essential elements of the consumption demand in India, if I split it between, say, essentials versus the non-essentials, it was the it was the non-essential demand, which is beyond the food and what you need for your daily livelihood. It is the non-essential demand that was pushing very strongly. It was supported by banks willing to lend to these customers who were going out in the market and purchasing a refrigerator or a TV or a car or a house. And the people who were taking these loans for purchase of these high-ticket items had very clear aspirations in front of themselves. And they knew that this is their growth path in terms of their career, etc., etc. Now, that was an atmosphere which actually, from a sentiment perspective, provides a huge boost to your to how you yourself tune yourself uh, to the consumption pattern. Uh, and that is, I think, at severe risk today, simply because any person today, because of the pandemic, doesn't really know what is the uh, what is the forward-looking vision that he needs to create in terms of his job being there or not there, in terms of his salary growing at the pace that he had expected it to grow, in terms of bonuses that gets paid out of the company, which necessarily means that all this aspirational demand that they were showing uh, actually gets truncated in a very significant way. So that's the other big perspective that India uh, needs to be careful about. So I talked about two things essentially. One, the supply chain, whether the supply chain continues to remain robust because I see some risk of uh, some smaller businesses shutting down. And two, another, the aspect of consumption demand in the economy, which was also sort of enthusing uh, these producers to produce higher and higher amounts to service the market. So both are important and therefore uh, whether we are in a recession or not in a recession, I think the more important question for me and the answer for which will be uh, not visible maybe another two to three quarters is what is the strength of the growth as we come out of this negative growth path? Yes, sir, absolutely. If we look at the figures as well, the Consumption and investment side, uh, they combinedly con contributed 88% of the total shrink in the GDP. So, given this situation, currently, which side of the economy should the government uh, more focus on? The investment side or the consumption side? Because recently, if we see, the government spending has gone up, but it was a nominal 6% up percentage, which is, uh, we can say, not a great uh, push. So, uh, if if uh, I have had some clarity in terms of your uh, answering question number one, uh, I mentioned both sides of the story, which is investments as well as consumption. So, there is no doubt that uh, the, the strategy that the government needs to follow, uh, and it is not only the government, it is also about uh, the monetary policy and all policies that needs to be followed has to direct itself both towards the consumption as well as the investment. Now, it's a very tricky situation if you really sort of know. In the sense that, uh, now you, you did point out that we just had a 6% growth in expenditure. Yes, your figure is correct. Uh, but more importantly, the expenditure has been towards the revenue side. And if you remember, uh, after the pandemic hit, 
the government had come out with clear strategies of sort of trying to save livelihoods. All these migrant workers who were stuck, uh, they were uh, sort of given food packets by the government. Uh, the women, Jandan uh, account holders, they received 500 rupees uh, into their account. So a lot of these uh, 6% increase that you talked about is basically catering to these items. Along with the fact, of course, that there was a push for the NREGA, uh, which uh, has uh, served well for the rural sector and therefore provided uh, jobs growth in the rural sector uh, of the Indian now, having said that, uh, it, it, while a six percent increase in the expenditures have happened, and uh, given the fact that it is more in terms of uh, the uh, lives and livelihoods, it doesn't really do much uh, in terms of kickstarting the growth. So, in my opinion, we have not really seen uh, the fiscal push that we uh, ought to have seen uh, in the current scenario. Now, the, where is the confusion? The confusion is in the fact that if people like you and me continue to sit out at home, yes, malls are opening up across the country, but I'm not sure how many of us actually are showing the courage to go into a mall. So given this sort of a scenario and given the fact that I don't, uh, I'm not aware of my future income stream, I am not going to consume in the same way as I used to consume in the pre-pandemic days. What does that mean? Suppose the government puts an additional 100 rupees in my pocket. The problem from the government side is that, yes, they have provided the 100 rupees, but I as a consumer is not going to spend that 100 rupees. And therefore, this 100 rupees expenditure that the government does doesn't really push up the growth at all. And therefore, this policy may be called as a failure. So that's one big problem that you have today. And therefore, I think what the government is waiting for is the economy to unlock in a much more sensible way. The, uh, the rise in the infection gets arrested, which is another problem that we face uh, today, whereby the uh, curve of infection is not seeming to uh, peak out or really come down as uh, the, has been the experience in most of the other economies of the world. And that is therefore the point in time that the government is waiting for to provide the push from the fiscal side. Now, next comes the investment. So this is, I talked about the consumption and the push that the government needs to do from the, on the consumption side and, and the uh, logical problems that, that is there. So the easiest thing to do for the government is possibly push the investment side. Uh, investment side means take up roads, take up ports, uh, hard infrastructure. You continue to spend a significant amount over there. And that will not only create jobs, but also sort of uh, in the next round, as, as these people who get jobs go out into the market to consume, it will also provide a virtuous cycle in terms of the consumption demand. And therefore, that can also lead to further investments in various other fields. The only problem in this is that any investment that you do today for the project to actually be up and running, it takes a certain period of time. So the actual fruits and benefits of this investment can be slightly back-ended. It is not immediate. Whereas any push on the consumption side is likely to be more immediate. So that's the confusion that you have from a policymaker in a situation like today, which is a clear pandemic where uh, everything ap appears to have crashed down uh, all at one go.
Now, having said that, I think the other important thing that needs to be kept in mind while we talk about policy is that the uh, period of April, May and June was actually a period when almost every economic activity was shut, except for maybe agriculture and some of the essential services. So in terms of the economy that was still working, may not be at full capacity, but I'm saying still working, it was maybe just about 50% of the economy that was still working. And that is the reason you saw a 23.9% erosion in the GDP. Now, as you moved into the next three months, which is what we are in right now, July, August, and September, you started the unlocking process. Uh, most of the economy has unlocked itself. Only certain sectors within the services, maybe, is is likely to still be facing a problem, which is the travel and tourism. Uh, the cinema halls are still shut, though there are plans of opening up. So some of these services really are under stress. And therefore, I would gather that almost 85 to 90% of the economy has opened up and working. And people are going out. Uh, there is a certain data that we see, which is basically the Google mobility trend. So uh, the, the people are becoming more mobile. Uh, the uh, EV bills have started picking up. Electricity consumption has started picking up. Petrol and diesel consumption is, is uh, reviving. Most of the other productions, like the auto sector, etc., they have also shown, shown a significant bounce. And the latest data that we saw in terms of uh, uh, PMI manufacturing, which is an advanced indicator, that also seems to be back in the expansionary zone of 50 plus. So the point that I'm trying to make is that I'm not really sure whether it is good enough to compare the current quarter, where a significant amount of unlocking has happened, to the previous quarter when a significant amount of the economy was actually totally locked out. And, and therefore, I think a quarter-to-quarter -quarter comparison needs to be done with a slightly sort of cautious mind and an open mind and after understanding these dynamics. Yes, sir. While concluding the previous question, you said it is not fair to compare the quarter in which economy was in a complete lockdown to the current quarter and it should be done cautiously and with an open mind. Moving on to another type of comparison, which is all over the place, be it electronic or newspaper, our GDP is compared with other countries' GDP. For example, when we consider the top three countries with respect to GDP, which are USA, China, Japan, they have a nominal GDP of 21.44 trillion, 14.14 trillion, and 5.15 trillion respectively. Whereas India has a nominal GDP of 2.94 trillion USD. And during the pandemic, all these countries suffered huge GDP crunch. So should India compare a 23.9% fall with USA's minus 9.1 and minus 9.9 .9 of uh, Japan's GDP fall? And we are just 10% of the USA's GDP and 50% of Japan's GDP respectively. Yeah, so yes, uh, that's the that's possibly the advantage of a YOY uh, sort of a growth or a percentage growth that we talked about. But you are right, possibly in in questioning this whole uh, structure, uh, in the sense obviously a nine percent contraction in the U.S. numbers, even after the contra contraction, they would be in terms of the amount of GDP produced uh, higher than India's after the 23.9% contract. Now, 
honestly, if you therefore have to move away from purely a number sense, a 23.9% negative growth for India is worrisome in the sense that it actually creates a lot of other structural issues, uh, which will be difficult to wish away. For example, again, if in, if you consider the per capita income of India, it is significantly lower than the per capita income in, say, a developed nation like the US. Uh, in a situation like this, if you have a 23.9% erosion, can you imagine the amount of drop that the per capita income of that person will have suffered? Now, if that is the sort of a scenario, it becomes very difficult to actually argue in favor of a consumption-driven model uh, for the Indian economy. And this possibly links back to your previous question in terms of whether it should be investment demand or whether it should be consumption demand. And that purely is the confusion that is there. And that's the reason why the government is uh, rather moving in terms of the reforms measures and trying to create the future growth or settle up uh, or create a future growth trajectory for the Indian economy rather than trying to turn this economy around very fast through consumption-driven measures. Now, so that, that's one sort of perspective that we need to understand uh, in terms of uh, why we should not compare India and its India's growth vis-a-vis uh, -vis even, say, a country like China, where uh, the same percentage changes uh, may mean totally different things. And the moment it is a high base economy, a certain percentage change will mean that much of push uh, to your per capita uh, income and therefore your per capita consumption. So that's, that's I think, the first perspective that needs to be made. The second perspective, of course, which is linked to this first uh, argument, is the very fact that the inequality of the population in terms of the income distribution also increases in a very significant way. Uh, so while the rich gets richer, and they were always sort of uh, uh, getting richer, and only a very small fraction of the Indian economy actually paid taxes, the problem is that when, when the income generation of the economy or when the GDP growth of the Indian economy was positive and relatively at a decent positive amount, uh, what we were seeing is that the below poverty line people were migrating to above poverty line and people who were in the lower income bracket were migrating to a middle income bracket. And that's the story of consumption for the Indian economy as we have seen. Now, in a situation like this, when the pandemic actually uh, worsens the uh, job aspects and the income aspects or the income generation capacity of the people themselves, People who had migrated to the middle income uh, group over the last 10 years actually sees a risk of migrating back down on the lower side. And similarly, for people who had migrated from a lower uh, or a, a sub-poverty level to above the poverty level, they also have a fear that they might actually drop down again back uh, to where they were 10 years uh, before. So if these, I am not sure whether these dynamics will happen in the Indian economy ultimately, because ultimately it depends on how fast the Indian economy uh, comes out of this pandemic and sort of stands back robustly on their feet. But this real risk remains. 
and if this real risk remains and if ultimately it becomes a reality and this is where i would link my arguments here to the very first question uh, that you had asked in terms of the the negative growth rates and how uh, uh, we can come out of the recession it would be very difficult to actually see the indian economy uh, grow back at the same pace that it was doing in the pre pandemic days at least for the next few years unless again we have policies to bring back these people from below poverty line back to above poverty line and that same migration of population that was happening across the various income pyramids is actually uh, revisited in and uh, proven correct so that is i think the real fear for the indian economy and that is possibly one of the reason why uh, we think that it could actually be a struggle Uh, for the indian economy to come back and grow at 5.5 to 6% as was uh, set up as an aspiration level uh, which actually also pushes back uh, the 5 trillion dollar uh, sort of framework and the aspiration that the government had talked about and these are something that are not really good uh, for the indian economy because we actually uh, what it seems like uh, we have gone back almost 7 to 10 years uh, back in terms of history on the economic development path that we had set ourselves on and we are in a worse situation possibly because we also are in a situation where the government uh, in terms of its fiscal doesn't have adequate space to spend and come out of this problem in the very near future and therefore we are sort of what we uh, might actually think about is a relatively low growth economy with per capita income falling uh, lower uh, the other problem that we might actually encounter as a reaction to all this is basically the banking sector and we really don't know what is the type of stress that will come to banking sector uh, because of the moratorium because of the uh, restructuring of the loans etc uh, and uh, the weaker the banking sector the weaker would be the growth Uh, the second unfortunate aspect is that the government is having to borrow huge amounts to provide support to the economy uh, be it from the uh, sort of revenue side uh, revenue expenditure side as we just talked about uh, but given that fact uh, and given the fact that there is very little hope for the economy to turn around and grow very strongly over the next few years what we are possibly looking at is indebtedness of the indian economy grows very significantly which also uh, impedes and hampers uh, as to how the government can actually push forward in terms of both reforms and in terms of the expenditure uh, to stabilize the economy and bringing it back back on track yes sir i think uh, it was a great conclusion the points you said about the performance of the banking sector and also how government reforms will help to tackle the current pandemic situation like where uh, Uh, this could have posed us many year back in terms of economic development and the biggest challenge for us will be reaching the 5 trillion economy from here it was great interacting uh, with you sir thank you for all your valuable insights that you have shared with us and i hope our audience would also find this episode an informative one yeah thanks a lot uh, nice talking to you Yes sir thank you so much sir thank you all for listening till the end of the episode and do follow us on all social media platforms this is jagan signing off thank you.